Welcome to another edition of the Carboline Tech Service Podcast. I'm Jack Walker. With me, as always, is the Director of Technical Service, Mr. Paula Jamis. And Paul, I have one of those summer colds that just won't go away. I usually contribute mine to allergies, but yeah, you've you've been you've been congested a little more than I've been. And it it's just like nothing works when you're this kind of stuffed up. Like your brain just feels like it's constantly swimming and always a little cloudy and hazy. Yeah, days are shorter. Harder to get Nights out of are bed. Longer. Yeah. It's a real mother. But, you know, we're here. We're fighting through. Yes, we are. Hopefully the uh, can keep my voice here for the next 12 minutes or so. I think we can handle that. What we are going to do, and we probably aren't going to do this in order, we're going to start kind of a series where we kind of look at the different resin technologies and, and have a little conversation about them. You'll, you may remember back, we did this once with the tank linings back episodes 11, 12, 13, and 14, where we talked about how you would make a tank lining choice, the kinds of questions we asked, and then the different resins that we used for those different commodities. And then picking them right up from there in episodes 15 and 16, we talked about inorganic zinc. So we're going to cheat and we're going to make those two episodes the first part of our resin technology introspective. So if you haven't been able to figure it out, we're going to talk about organic zincs today. Correct. But before we get into organic zincs, let's give them our phone number. 8675309. No. No. Well, you could call that one. I, I, that won't reach us. They can call our toll-free numbers if they want to reach us. That's printed on all of our buckets and stuff. They can also reach us at uh, technical service at carboline.com. Jack's on Twitter at Jack underscore CTSP. And I'm at Paul underscore CTSP. So organic zincs, the difference, they're not in, they're not hip, they're not cool. No, they're out. They're out. Yeah. Yeah. All right. They're not down with IOZ. <laughs> <laughs> you know me, baby. <laughs> so anyway, for real, getting back around here, organic zincs are covered in the same standard that inorganic zincs are. That's the SSPC paint number 20. Type 1 is inorganic zincs and type 2 is the organic zincs. And when we're talking about these, it is the same zinc loading applies for organic zincs as it does for inorganic zincs. And so we're still looking at level 1, level 2, level 3, and level 1 is greater than or equal to 85%. Level 2 is a 77 to 85%, and then level 3 is 65 to 77. These are the same zinc level requirements or specifications that are made for the inorganic zinc. That's right. So the big thing we're looking at difference in this, inorganic zincs are typically an ethyl silicate base or a potassium silicate base, where organic, it's an epoxy. So it's going to look and feel and act a lot like an epoxy. It's just got a really heavy filler in it. At least at Carboline, it's an epoxy. Some other companies have been known to use polyurethanes, which Carboline does have one, but we prefer our epoxy. And both are organic. One of the things that we're looking at when we get into using an organic zinc, it makes it a lot more of a uniform base for applying top coats. So if you remember back when we talked about inorganic zincs, they're rough and porous. When we talk about organic zincs, it's got the epoxy binder in it, and it gives a much smoother surface to work from, and a lot less air is trapped into that surface. A much tighter matrix, if you will. <laughs> that's, that's a good phrase. I think there's, we've said that before. There's no red pill or blue pill required to get there. 
anyway, the, the compatibility when you talk about inorganic zincs, when you go into applying them, you know, when we talked about the inorganic zincs, they had to go to freshly blasted steel. Organic zincs now, you can go over other organic coatings, you can go directly to steel, your surface prep, now we can get a little bit into the power tool, the SP3, the SP11 category instead of straight SP6 or better. And we do recommend if you ever have to do a repair to inorganic zinc, organic zinc is the best thing to go with as your repair material. You don't run into those adhesion problems that you have with multiple coats of inorganic zinc. Depending on the zinc load, they still offer cathodic protection. You, need, you still, for cathodic protection in any zinc coating, you still need zinc to zinc particle contact. Zinc to zinc and zinc to steel. Typically, when you look at the organic zincs, your application method is a little easier as well. Being an epoxy, it's a much more familiar, or usually an epoxy, sometimes it's a urethane, it's a much more familiar application method for most painters. Well, when you think about the inorganic zincs, most of the time those are a very fast drying binder that holds the zinc together. So dry spray is a major problem that you fight with the inorganic zincs. Well, the epoxies, the cure mechanism is a little bit slower in the liquid form. We'll get into it a little bit here. I don't want to overcomplicate it right now, but it does stay a little bit wetter in the air, in the transfer. So dry spray is not as much of a problem with the organic zincs. That's right. And don't mistake that to mean that you have a slow recoat window because actually most organic zincs are going to have a faster recoat window than most of the inorganics. And in most of the ones that Carboline has, we're looking at it, it's about 30 minutes and you can start top coat most of these organic zincs. Where even the fastest of inorganic zincs are in the six to eight hours. Yeah. Yep. And that's when you're using one that's already been accelerated. Yeah. Most are next day. Yeah. You can get some more chemical resistance out of your organic zincs. More might not be the best word. Different. Because the ethyl silicates used in inorganic zincs are very chemical resistant. Just your epoxy chemical resistance is going to be different. That's right. And it's going to be dependent on what binder you're using with it. Those are some of the main characteristics of organic zincs. All right. We have to take a time out here. Remind you that this podcast is brought to you by Carboline. We'd like to take a moment to talk to you about Reactamine 760. Reactamine 760 is Carboline's solvent-free aromatic hybrid polyurethane. It has ANSI NSF 61 potable water certification and is ideal for covering irregular surfaces. If you'd like to learn more about Reactamine 760, stop by our booth at the WevTech Conference. That's the Water Environment Federation Technical Exposition and Conference. That's going to be this year. It'll be in uh, New Orleans. Coming up on October 1st through the 3rd. Come check us out at booth number 518. Game on. Game on. Now, I guess the question everybody is asking, why would I pick an organic zinc or why would I pick an inorganic zinc? One of the beneficial parts from a preparation standpoint, when you mix an inorganic zinc, they have a tendency to settle out really quickly in the bucket. Organic zincs don't have that same problem. The epoxy or urethane resin that's in there had, does a much better job of keeping that heavy zinc particle in suspension than the ethyl silicate binders do. So settling is less of a problem. One of the main reasons I would pick an organic zinc versus an inorganic zinc would be turnaround time. The recoat times are so much faster in an organic zinc that if I was doing a shop applied three coat system as an applicator, it would be my preference 
to use an organic zinc. That's right, Jack. It really is a beneficial when you can actually start applying a top coat on it in 30 minutes in some cases. That's help, really helpful for an applicator to be able to move things through their shop. One of the other things that we look at is the flexibility of the different types of top coats that you can put over an organic zinc. When we want to look at speeding things through and the new development and push for two coat long life systems, we can look at, you can apply a urethane directly over an organic zinc and you don't have nearly the problem with bubbling and outgassing like you do with inorganics. You can do the same thing with polysiloxanes, fluorourethanes. They're all much more compatible with an organic zinc than they are with inorganic zincs. And as a part of a system, their performance and life expectancy is going to be similar. The inorganic zinc is always going to last longer than the organic zinc. That's one of the things that we noticed as we were just reviewing material for this episode is uncoated just single coat of inorganic versus a single coat of organic, the inorganic blew the organic out of the water. Yeah, and, and it always will. That's inherent with the technology. The inorganics last forever. I mean, it's, and if you think about it, it's because most organic zincs are typically epoxies. You said, you know, people use other ones, but they don't weather well. Epoxies don't weather well. So you put them out in the environment and they're going to break down faster. Whereas the inorganic zincs really just don't break down, the main thing that you see is that zinc salting. However, now you start putting them in multi-cult systems and you're now protecting those inorganic or organic zincs from the environment, giving a barrier, their life expectancy should be about the, the same as a part of a system. The organic's still going to be a little bit longer. The inorganic is still going to be a little bit longer. Right. And in both cases, they're going to outlast that top coat. And that's really the first thing that you're going to have to start repairing is you're not going to be happy with the appearance. So you fix a top coat. Those primers are both likely still going to be in great shape. Another reason you might pick an organic over an inorganic, like we said a little bit earlier, would be the chemicals in the area that you might need resistance to. When you're dealing with a heavier binder, like an epoxy or a urethane, it's going to expand the range of pH that you can expose a zinc primer to. If you remember when we talked about inorganic zincs, they do great with hydrocarbons and they do great with solvents. They don't do well on the extremes of the pH range. So really when you get down below, really below a four, you start getting into a risky range and above nine or 10, you start getting into a risky range where you can expand that a little bit more when you're using an organic zinc as your primer. Now, they, we're still not typically talking about immersion scenarios with these products. However, a lot of times structural steel is in a place where there's a lot of, in, in you know, in industrial environments, there are chemicals in the air. Right. And we always have to think about what is condensing on the surface. So that structural steel right next to that tank, you're going to get those vapors that condense there and you're going to have concentrated pockets. So we like to think about all those things when we make that structural steel recommendation. And lastly, like we mentioned earlier, the other thing that you would use an organic zinc over an inorganic zinc is if you're not able to do the full abrasive blasting. That's right. It's much more surface tolerant because we have the strength of that epoxy binder that's actually holding it to the steel. And the thing you can't forget, it also, in a lot of cases, and in some of our main ones here at Carboline 859, the first one, they are class B slip rated. So for fang surfaces, and bolted connections, they still have the Class B certificate, which is required on most bridges. To review, the characteristics of the organic zinc are kind of the reason why you would pick them over the inorganic zinc in most situations. 
You have a higher compatibility with your substrates. You have an ease of application, a quickness of recoding. The chemical resistance, if you have certain chemicals that you need the organic binder for, and the surface prep. So these are all great characteristics of the coatings and also reasons why you would pick those coatings over the inorganic. You don't have to reinvent the wheel when you're looking for reasons to specify the coatings. That's right. And you can always call in. Carboline Tech Service is more than happy to talk with you about these and help weigh some of those pros and cons. Sometimes there'll be something you'll say in your description of your environment that we say, oh, that would make this one a better choice. We'd be happy to work through those with you. It's like we always say, there's a reason why we ask you all those simple questions because that's going to steer our recommendation. So thanks for listening this week and we'll see you next Monday. Boop.